0: context is everything if you're an entrepreneur trying to build a valuable business there's three big milestones you're going to find your way through on today's podcast i'm going to talk through them so you can figure out which one you're working towards Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's podcast. I'm Dylan Gallagher. This is my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Got a couple things to talk about. First of all, if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, you know that I have been looking to invest in another business using MLEnow.com. That's m l e n o w.com to figure out which ones present the best opportunity. Uh, Emily Now is a platform where entrepreneurs, if they are a QuickBooks online user, for now, they can see what their business is worth, but more importantly, what it could potentially be worth. And that's the part that I'm interested in. As it turns out, I'm not the only one. sounds like there's a couple of other investors that are doing the same thing that I'm doing, using Emily now to vet their business opportunities um, that they're looking to invest in. And so uh, if you're an entrepreneur, if you use QuickBooks online, jump over there, figure out what your business is worth and what it could be worth. And if you want to chat with me, then send me your results and maybe we can figure out if there's an opportunity for the both of us. In the meantime, thank you, everybody, all of you who tune in. Uh, It's uh, it's great to know that uh, what I'm sharing every week is helpful. And this week, hopefully, is no different as I talk about kind of the three big entrepreneur milestones. If you're looking to build a valuable business, sometimes you need some context. Sometimes you need to be able to say, okay, what is it What is it again that I'm working towards? Um, what was the saying? I heard someone say that uh, it's hard to remember what the, re- how does it go? It, it's hard to remember that your whole purpose of getting into the swamp when you're up to your eyeballs and alligators was to drain it. And as an entrepreneur, sometimes you can be up to your eyeballs in stuff and you can forget what is it I'm actually trying to do right now? Now a lot of the things that I share, I share because I think that entrepreneurs could benefit from having just practical knowledge. It's also self-serving because as I do these podcasts, I really, I get to meet some pretty awesome entrepreneurs and um, as my life moves down its road, hopefully I am able to uh, be something of an angel investor in their business or maybe be um, a resource that they can use to bump through a problem or get uh, take advantage of an opportunity. And so as this past week, as I was going through some of the results that entrepreneurs had fired over to me through emilynow.com, it became obvious to me that there's probably some value in talking about kind of the three big milestones that an entrepreneur works towards. And um, there's kind of, there's sort of a whole bunch of different ways to say this. I think there's probably um, a lot of other individuals that have a different perspective on it, but I'm just trying to take a practical approach to what I do. Uh, that's sort of my style, not to make things over overly complicated. And so here are the big milestones. As an entrepreneur, you start out as a worker, you move to a manager, then you become a leader. Nothing terribly inventive there, for sure. But if you're trying to build a business and you think you're a manager but you're actually a worker, or you think you're a leader and you're actually a manager it really does change the dynamic of what you're doing every single day. And so I'll just walk you through kind of the three examples. So a worker is an entrepreneur that literally is doing everything in their business. And if not everything in their business, they're certainly required to show up every single day. Because if they don't, if they don't answer their phone, if they don't respond to emails, then they lose revenue, they lose opportunities, and they create problems. So that's somebody who has a job. That's an entrepreneur that you know, got up one day and said, hey, I want to be in business. And then they started selling their wares, either their product or their service. And uh, and then quickly realized that now they need some help. So they hire some people and they start putting a team together, but they're still like the person. They still make all of the decisions. They're probably signing all of the checks and um, most likely not letting anyone see their bank account. <laughs> That's the definition of, it's kind of where an entrepreneur starts. So sort of your first milestone is, you know, to take nothing and turn it into something. And and when you take your idea and you turn it into revenue, most likely you were able to do that because you had to work for it. So that would put you in sort of the worker B column or the worker B category. If you get smart if you're efficient and and uh, if you're able to kind of get rise above, you know, that whole work on your business, not in your business uh, dogma, um, that's great. For those people who have never had to do it, it's easy to say, but if you've had to do it, it's very hard. The reason it's very hard is because to move from a worker to a manager, you have to be able to uh, trust that people are doing the job that they have been hired to do. And it's hard to do that job if they don't have systems and processes and and easy ways of doing uh, complicated things. Um, and most entrepreneurs, uh, f- I think there's sort of like a, like a pyramid, you know, lots of entrepreneurs are workers, few entrepreneurs are managers, and even fewer are leaders. And the ones that you read about in the, in the newspaper, are people that have gone on to be very successful have made their way up to the top of uh, that pyramid um, by moving through. And I think the first hardest transition to make is from worker to manager, because that's where you have to begin to trust that people are doing their job. But the classic kind of entrepreneurial response to an entrepreneur that's trying to move out of, you know, from one milestone to another, uh, from worker to manager, is they say, you know, I hired these people and they're just not doing the job I hired them to do. And I tell this this example all the time because I think it's hilarious, but I was involved in a business and they had six different controllers move through their business. And at some point, I, when I finally got there, um, the last controller um, had been let go because I had stepped in on the finance side to try and kind of help figure things out. But I just looked at the entrepreneur and I said, man, like, do you really think there are six accountants who all had more than 20 years of experience? Like, are they literally all stupid or could there be something wrong with your business? More importantly, could there be something wrong with you? Maybe you haven't given them the tools. Maybe you haven't given them the systems. And true to form, he just said, well, I hired them, paid them a lot of money. They should have done their job. Okay, well, that particular individual still hasn't made it from a manager to a leader. And uh, in my opinion, isn't even a good manager at that. However, that aside, my point was... The hardest part of moving from a worker to a manager is is trusting that people are going to do the job you've entrusted them to do. But that doesn't mean that you take a hands-off approach. It doesn't mean that you say what this particular individual said, which is why I just hired a smart person. I figured they just knew what to do. Just to be very point blank about it, if they knew what to do, they probably wouldn't be working for you. They'd probably be working in an organization that they could extract the maximum amount of value for based on their skill set and their experience. So if they're working for you, you first of all have to ask yourself the question, why are they working for you? And if your attitude is, well, because they need a job and we're probably the best game in town, I'd probably check your ego and check your confidence because really smart people who know what they are worth rarely will join a small business. They won't join a small business for an extended period of time if they know they're really good at what they do because they're always going to be looking for the next thing that they can tackle. And if you as the entrepreneur aren't putting opportunities in front of those people and haven't given them systems and haven't given them um, the processes that they need so that they can refine their skills, you're probably going to lose them and then be left being very frustrated. So what do you do? Okay, that's all the negative stuff. But what do you do? You say, Dylan, okay. Yep, put my hand in the air. I'm the worker bee entrepreneur. I started... Uh, and I, I took an idea, I turned nothing into something, and now I'm looking to leverage and, and make more um, of my days, my time, and my resources. So what do I do? Well, you put a team together. And you put a team together based on attitude. You hire for attitude because you can train skill. If you can get people with the right attitudes that have um, a degree of understanding of what it is you're doing, then the best thing to do is to, tra- to turn to, the best thing you can do transition from worker to manager, is to treat the people that you hire as an extension of you. What that means is if you hire an accountant, you don't just leave them alone, never talk to them. At some point, you were the accountant. At some point, you had to figure out how to set up your books and look at your bank statements and send invoices and bills and know the difference between them. So when you bring that person onto your team, imagine that you're still doing the job, hence manager but that you, uh, the person you've hired is just an extension of you. So tr- train them the way you did it, and then let their own experiences and knowledge um, improve the role from what you were doing. That's very different from hiring someone just saying, good luck. What it means is you take the time to invest, you invest into them, because for every minute you invest into them, you're going to be able to get 10 minutes out of them once they're off and running. And that is what a good manager does. A good manager takes people and shows them how to be better, not by berating them, not by making them feel uh, less than what they actually are, but by recognizing that they're working under your care. So therefore, you should be showing them where their gaps are and what your expectations are, and then working side by side with them to get the results. If you were spending four hours a week on accounting, um, you should be able to hire somebody and over time spend 40 minutes on accounting. And what that means is you would just take them through your task list and then you would say, okay, that was my task list. Now, what are you doing? And if you've hired the right person and if you've mentored them well um, and trained them well and given them good tools, good accounting software, maybe you've put a little bit of a document together to show them kind of what, what steps you were going through, um, then they're going to be able to take that and build upon it. But it's not just accounting. That's the same way with sales, with marketing, with anyone who works kind of inside the the guts of your business and the operations. Every single person you add to your team when you're trying to move from like the worker entrepreneur to the manager entrepreneur is to show those people uh, how you did it, watch them do it. That's where you build trust because trust isn't given, it's earned. So as you see them doing it the way you were doing it and then you see them doing it better, then you can start to relinquish some control. And with that control that you uh, begin to let go of, it means you're gonna now have free time to move to the next milestone, which is to be a leader. And so worker to manager means building out a team that is first an extension of you. And if you've hired the right people and given them the right tools and resources, then they become better than you. And once they are better than you and you can't contribute anything meaningful to their daily activities, you then wanna start racing towards the next milestone, which is being a leader. And being a leader means that your team is looking to you for direction. Your team that you are managing looks to you to say, okay team, you guys know what you're doing. Everyone here, everyone knows what they're doing. They've all done a great job. I need us to go there and whatever there means. We need to be the best in our market. We need to define a niche within our market and then we need to go be the best inside of that niche. Now team, go to town and what can I do to help you? That's what a good leader does. A leader says, how can I help you? What do you need? What resources, what tools do you need? What doors do you need open? What relationships do I need to go and nurture? Because in my position as a leader, I might be able to get a different result than your position um, or whatever position you might be in. And so a leader begins to move your organization towards um, some real value. So at each milestone, worker, manager, leader there is value that is created at each step. A a business where the entrepreneur is the leader is exponentially more valuable than a business where the entrepreneur is the manager. And a business where an entrepreneur is the manager is exponentially more valuable than a business where the entrepreneur is the worker. Because if you think about it from an investment perspective, if you invest in an entrepreneur who's a worker, You need to make sure that guy shows up every day or that gal shows up every day or that person shows up every single day to run that business. And you're at risk more than investing in an entrepreneur that has a team, a uh, a team that they are managing. Um, Because if the uh, the entrepreneur isn't able to show up for a day or a week, the business still operates. And your business is even more valuable when technically you don't even need the entrepreneur to show up because the business already has set its course, its path and it has been led really, really well towards a destination. So a business becomes more valuable uh, at each of those milestones. So I, all, I share all of this because in some of the conversations I was having this past week, it became apparent to me that an entrepreneur that doesn't understand where they're at, which milestone they have, um, they're working towards, for example, a startup is someone uh, who's trying to take uh, nothing, an idea, and turn it into something. So they, they're being a worker entrepreneur is their first milestone. Um, someone who is working inside of their business and is trying to work on their business is, is working towards that manager milestone. And then somebody who has a really great team and is now looking to take on market share, and really grow and make some very strategic decisions, is working towards that leader uh, milestone. But when we talk about the value, when I've been talking about the value of a, a handful of businesses that I was able to chat with this past week, entrepreneurs almost seem to get offended, because depending on the sentence, depending on the scenario, depending on the question being asked, they will say, I'm a leader entrepreneur. Well, no, no, in that case, I'm a worker entrepreneur. Well, no, you know what, I'm In that, you know, it's not a fair question, Dylan, because you know, yeah, I've still got to do that thing. And so that makes me a manager entrepreneur. Well, the value of your business will change depending on where you are at. Now, it shouldn't be something that causes you heartache or 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 heart palpitations. It it should be something that encourages you. Because if you've got context in a simple context, am I working in my business? Am I working on my business, or am I leading my business to the next place? That should that should be very informative. Uh, in terms of how you spend your days. Now, one of the questions that comes out of this is, well, how do I pay for all of this? Well, as your business, as you, uh, as an entrepreneur, moving to each of those milestones, you have to be able to pay for yourself as you go. So to begin with, to be a worker entrepreneur, you have to be generating enough money to pay your bills. To be a manager entrepreneur, you have to be generating enough profit and enough margin inside of your business that you can not only pay for the people who are an, who are an extension of you, but still pay for yourself and still create profit. And then to move from a manager to a leader even, even more so. Not only do you have to pay for your entire um, organizational chart... You still got to be able to produce a dividend at the end of the year or a profit share or a management fee or some result that you as the leader can, can benefit from. And so along the way, you've got to be building a profitable business. And um, value to me is after the equal sign. So profit is, is what comes from an entrepreneur who can use people plus resources properly. That equals profit. And if profit gets used and invested well, then it turns into value. And so um, I've talked a lot about that in past podcasts, so feel free to jump in and understand the difference between um, your profit and loss statement versus your balance sheet and how your profits go from your P&L over to retained earnings, yada, yada. Um, But an entrepreneur says, how do I pay for this? The answer is at each milestone, you've got to continue to press on your margins and your profit and your business model to make sure that it can afford it. And I think that can be really frustrating for entrepreneurs who simply want to kind of leapfrog over the milestone that they're working towards to get to 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 the next one. But you got to put in the work. Or if you're not going to put in the work, then put in the money so someone else can put in the work. Um, so that's it. Just through conversation this week, it, it was apparent to me that maybe being able to level set um, uh, an entrepreneur who might be listening to this to say to them, well, like which kind of entrepreneur are you and what milestone are you working towards? Because that has a big impact on the kind of profits your business is probably generating by the time you talk to a guy like me and what the value of your business is as well. So I hope you found this valuable. If you did, share it, rate it, post it, do something with it. Send me a note, challenge me on anything that you might have heard on this week's episode. Go to emilynow.com. Check out the value of your business what it's worth today, what it could be worth tomorrow. And uh, if you feel so inclined, ship your results over to me and I would love to give you my opinion on them. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure to download next week's episode.